Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabrina. And I forgot to do the phase four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So we literally were having a full-on just great conversation um, before this. So I literally, like, you know, do my fade for while we catch up, me, Sabria, Eric. But this week, I just was too into our conversation, and I did not catch up. But it's all right. I'll think of it. I'll think of it. But I go first, so that... Um, yeah, you're right. You buy me some time. You yeah, buy so I buy time. you some time. Because I definitely have my... Because I did it. Because we was talking, and I was like, oh, I got to do that. So... Okay, so here are mine. So the fave four is the four people that we want to see um, have a tribute given to them. Um, in I always forget words in the um, in honor of you know like award season and like you know the VMAs just passed and like you know people giving their little like you know tributes and stuff like that. So that's why we decided to go with this um, because somebody suggested it. I forgot who suggested it, but let us know um on twitter if it's you so for me i feel like these um i feel like none of these are no surprise maybe the last one might be but for me i would like um (laughs) oh excuse me i would like uh to see a tribute to share i can't i know Mm -hmm. there was like a little um something Tribute to her, like, I, I think I got, like, war something, like, similar to hers, whatever. But I want to see a full, blown-out tribute to share, like, on the Grammys. Um, mm. Because I feel like it is deserved. Like, she has all, she's literally had hits from the 60s to the oh. 2000s. Seriously. Like, that is wild. To transcend amongst decades. Like, that's wild. And I feel like if she wanted to put something out now, she could. I really feel like she definitely could because I definitely would listen. Um, The second one is I feel like this person, I feel like a lot of times that she is paid in dust, but I really can't. People need to put respect on her name, give her her flowers while she is here now, and that's Trina. Um. Trina definitely is the baddest. I feel like people wouldn't be as comfortable with calling themselves bad bitches and all the stuff like that if it was for Trina. She definitely made that a thing. Um, Take it or leave it, like it or not. Like she definitely coined that phrase. She definitely made it. She also like wasn't scared to be like, oh yeah, I'm nasty, like, or whatever. She didn't care about no, you know, respectability. She owned it, you know? And also like she go hard for Miami. And I just love how she just is so like, she go up for her hometown. Like she's so, and I feel like she is so like, um, dare I say like hood? Um, I feel like she just, she not Hollywood. Like she definitely remind, she definitely remind me of a, like auntie, like, you know, especially when she get into a conflict, the way she shut shit down. I'm like, this how, you know, she really from where she says she from, because exactly. when these girls be acting out and she, but look, we not doing all that. Like I said, what I said, like the way she handles stuff, like she definitely been a G. Exactly. And I love her for that. The third one is little Kim. Um, I know there's been like little tributes and stuff like that, but I feel like she needs to be celebrated way more. That's another person that I feel like definitely she deserves her tens um, while she's here. I don't care if she 
had that moment where she released um black friday and it was a mess i don't care about that she's a legend um and people should respect her as such she definitely paved the way is what i would like to call coochie rap she definitely her and trina definitely paved the way for that she also was one of the first rappers invited to um to the met gala um yep. she also was one of the first um rappers who was amused to high fashion designers like she was in couture um she like was like i said she was amused and like you see a lot of that now and all of that is because of little kim like she yeah. paid the way and people need she to really paved the way for sponsorships and stuff like i exactly. feel like exactly i feel like little kim paid the, like she made the avenue but i feel like Nicki minaj lit it up you know, that's exactly. what I feel like. I feel like exactly. the fact that it's like everyone always tries to make it like this argument of like either or, but they don't even understand how the two of their careers have worked together to make all those lanes. And that's just something I, that hurts me to me. Like that really hurts me that people can't see that this is not a either or, but an and type right? of thing between Lil' Kim and Nicki Minaj. Like Lil' Kim 100% was like, no, I'm pay, I'm making this path unarguable. There's no argument that there was no one before her. Exactly. But to, to not to not admit that Nicki Minaj took the time, the technology, technology, her skills, and blew the lid off of it is again like. But you, it's it's not. It's like equal respect should go there. Like equal exactly. respect. But of course, the pioneer being Lil Kim, you do understand. Like, damn, it was no lane before she created it. You know exactly. Because I'm just thinking about her in that Old Navy commercial when we was younger. She's like, you in the hood now, baby. And it's like, oh, Lil Kim was in an Old Navy commercial. Like yes. that's and major. She also had her titty out. Like that 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 <laughs> versatility. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Who was doing it like that? Nobody. Also, the last had their titty out one week and then was promoting turtle X the next week. <laughs> Period. Not me. Not me. I'm not, I'm not carrying it like that. <laughs> and the last one is, I don't know. See, this is where I know people be like, oh, 29 is old, but this is where I'm like I'm also young. I don't know if this has been done before, but I would like to see a tribute to Shaka Khan. Um, yeah. She, I feel like I know BET Awards did it one year. For they four. had to do something. But like I said, I, I know to some of our listeners that I'm a dinosaur, but like I am young because I didn't grow up listening to Shaka Khan. <laughs> um, <laughs> I grew up like just seeing her, but I would love to see a tribute. I just think she is like forever young, um just radiant maybe i'm biased because she is a, she wears big hair and she's also aries but like i just think to like she just deserves like she just like i just i feel like she's just such a unique artist seriously seriously she, she definitely is such a unique um artist and one of those other people where you like all right which black woman was funking out before her it's just like i feel like um black music is 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 new on the mainstream sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So it really took a lot of bravery from some people, especially like back in the seventies and sixties and stuff. It took a lot of bravery for them to come out different. Like changing it up really was different back then versus now. Right now we are at a time where if you really do something unique, honestly, you're like everyone else for being unique, but mm -hmm. it really wasn't like that back in the day. Like being unique meant really polarizing yourself and accepting criticism and stuff that just, you know, 
I don't know, but they they did it anyway. So Shaka Khan, I think she's one of those people, and she definitely deserves to be like recognized and tributed it. Exactly. She deserves that. Exactly. So that's right. who I, I got would my like play for. Yes, Queen. Yes, yes. I did it. I did it. Um, I really did try my best to think very long and hard about it. Um, being as though I, I had that little bit of time, but the first person I'm gonna say is, of course, Mariah Carey, because I just feel like not there there just aren't a lot of people who truly understand mariah carey's story i think that she gets this like big diva reputation like people really really love to call her like you know this diva this glam god but there and she is huh let's talk about that <laughs> but it's it's definitely not enough focus on how hard her life was like if if you look at who she was uh maybe when she was you know 19 years old mariah carey was very much living like a lot of us are just passionate and hustling just really really just a dollar in a dream despite circumstances really really being challenging but not only did she like make it past all that she's a student like she's a student Mm -hmm. Mariah Carey loves opera. She loves gospel. Like she really, really um studied to get where she was. Her mom was like an opera teacher. So I'm, I really think that we need people to, I don't know who could do it, who has arranged, maybe Ariana Grande, but to just go through mm -hmm. her catalog, her transitions, because each each album is a segment and a slice of her life. Each album is a slice of her life, even the lack of control in some of her music. But she, her pen was always moving the entire time. And I just think that it's because, because once again, when women decide to show up fun, and we'll talk about this later, when adults decide to show up fun and really, really just you know, remain youthful, people can underestimate how yes. hard you've worked and how, what you've overcome. It's like lowbrow almost, or like people don't yeah. respect, like don't want to be like respect you as a legend. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, if you listen to her autobiography, she been through the same shit that most of these rappers been through. She really For has, real. but you choose to make it part of your narrative or not, but you can, or you can use it to fuel you. Like I never forget that song when she said she struggled and she prayed. I'm like, damn, listening to her story. Like it's, it's, it's on another level. Like she was talking about how she didn't even have no sneakers. She was working in her, the soles of her Reeboks was like falling off. She was poor. So it's just like seeing somebody go through all that and it's truly self-made truly 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 self-made it's just like she needs to be honored in so many different capacities missy elliott i'm sorry they need to be giving her that's next to my list she needs to be getting the same like not just at like the vmas or anything like no disrespect but i really want something at the grammys because there's she created this whole new wave like this she whole new wave really did she's a rock star She's a visionary. She's she she has really really <laughs> inspired so many artists. Like everybody's like people always like to mention across genres. Everybody like yeah. Everyone likes to mention that Beyonce is the, every artist's favorite artist. But you actually need to listen a little bit closer, and you're also going to hear everybody has been influenced by Missy Elliott. If not her actual sound, her bravery and her like her her ability to experiment and to say I feel wacky. Let's go. Like let's do it. <laughs> 
I feel very wacky. I think I'm gonna have my, my half my body move while the, the top part stays still in this video because that's how I feel today. I think I'm gonna show up with finger waves in a fucking trash bag because that feels natural to me today. Like that feels decent for me to have, you know, to, to be fucking it up in a cornfield. Like these are things that just, who, who was doing it? Who's doing it? Who was doing it like that before her? And who was doing it like that after she her? She was really on some her. freaky stuff. You can't even do a versus between Missy Elliott and anybody else because she's in a lane of her own. So it's just like, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, every award season, somebody should be giving her a tribute. And I'm mm -hmm. like, you know what? Get these little TikTokers because a lot of these people on the internet actually can dance and will fuck up a Missy Elliott tribute. And I think that she would really appreciate that because she's so humble and she really, really, you know, I don't know. I just... I, I'm just getting overwhelmed with how much I love Miss Elliott right now. I'm really, like my face is getting hot. It's crazy. Iman, you um, know who I was thinking about? The only person I could might be able to, Andre Three Thousand. Okay, so let's get to it. Outcast is on my list next. <laughs> <laughs> That's I so funny. <laughs> yes. Let's get into it then. Since you, you wanted to, you know. I feel like that. That's the only person, and not Outcast together. I feel like. Because that wouldn't Andre, be fair. So the thing I feel is, like, even I, still, I do feel like that because they don't dance. I think yeah, that... Yeah, that's why I said might. That's why I said might. Yeah, no, no, no. I feel, and I get where you're going with that, the visionary and the leaning into being so different. But I think that, like, people need to recognize that people like Andre 3000 and Big Boy made it cool for people. They started this weird black kid life. They really started it. A lot of people like to think it's Kanye. And he definitely, and similar to Nicki Minaj, kind of, like, helped to blow it up when he was in his right mind, right? But actually... <laughs> actually starts with they're one of many but it starts with like outcast for me for my young life that's where it started yeah, where you're like i've never seen nobody doing like that doing it like that and then people just have been so inspired like from at aliens people have been so inspired by just the wackiness that they gave us mm -hmm. and nobody else was doing that and also they were so cool that you really didn't feel like you were stepping outside of you know coolness to to be yourself and that's what I like, people who make it cool to say, nah, my interest is actually here versus there because everybody was fucking with them. That is just mm -hmm. such a vibe to be able to to bring a new piece of blackness to the forefront. I think that that's what they've done. And I had never seen them really be honored. And I think it's a good time in hip hop for them to be honored yes. because there's so many really, really, um, ex like so many experimental and artists. Eccentric eccentric experimental wacky they don't give a fuck actually they don't even care who who like them who think it's weird i just think it'd be a great time like imagine seeing like tiara whack imagine seeing oh that would be so good yeah like imagine seeing dare i say it um little uzi like dare i say yeah. you know playboy cardi like these are all these unique rappers that have just Honestly, whether they know it or not, have directly been influenced by Outkast. What's your so, favorite Outkast video? I, I um, okay, so I'm going to say, hey, y'all, easy. Mm -hmm. Easy. All right. So one time I really, really wanted to dress like him in like uh, middle school, but I'm like, ain't nobody now. I know I sound wanted to be weird, but <laughs> when he had like the flat iron, yes. his, his hair was flat iron, and he had the green suspenders on, I'm like, I want to dress like this so bad. 
And here's another reason why I really like this song. My mom got married in 2006. Mm-hmm. And whoever edited the, the wedding tape, they made like a montage of me and all like all our family dancing at the wedding. And instead of playing like a bunch of different songs, they literally put Outkast Hey Ya on there. So it's just like the most fun part, like the, the best part of the wedding, the reception, you see all my family <laughs> dancing and then that song is playing. So it's just a good memory for me to, to just think of that song, that video. It would all was around during the time my mom's getting married mm-hmm. and I wanted to dress like them. <laughs> I would have to say mine are probably bombs over Baghdad because I remember the first time I saw that video like my I feel like that video really changed my life because I'm like this is weird and this is black and it just that's when I was like really into like rock well I still am into like rock music and stuff but when I saw that black people jumping around and like just like the drums and all that stuff like that and the colors that shit woke something up in me Exactly. <laughs> I feel like it's like at the end of um the Sweet Dreams video when Beyonce be like, turn the lights on, her eyes open. <laughs> That's how I felt. Like I could not believe. Like when I I remember I was obsessed with it. Like I couldn't believe that everything was going so fast, and it just was like a bunch of like black people just looking like creepy almost. I just was like, this was made for me. Yeah, so that's one of my. Of also, also, honorable mention. I don't know if you remember this. First of all, I'm obsessed with the Scooby-Doo live-action movie, the first one. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah, that was such a good movie. And they have, um, I have the, I have it on DVD, and they have a, a song on there, Outcast, um, called like a thousand drums, something about drums. I forgot the, the exact name, but they have a music video on a DVD um, that played, <laughs> and I'm, oh, I love that video so much. And Shaggy in it. <laughs> That is so funny. It's so funny. Not, I feel like I, if you ever seen it, I feel like you would crack the hook up if you saw it. Yes, I'm trying to see it definitely, but um, <laughs> no, I love Outkast. Uh, they de- they deserve a tribute in in every space. Uh, all right, I'm also going to say Cicely Tyson. I know that we were kind of talking about um singers, but I feel like similar to Mariah Carey, um, she just. <sighs> crazy life, you know, crazy life she's lived. I think that like there are so many spaces for her to to get this because she's won damn near every award possible. She won her Grammy, she won her Emmy, and she won a Tony. I don't know if she won a Grammy because that wouldn't make necessarily make sense. Shit, but, why not? <laughs> but at this point, they should have gave her one. Um, But I right? just feel like a woman who has... Like you said, you talk about someone who has transcended. She's literally started her modeling in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. It literally worked up until, you know, she she worked every single day. She she got started. Um, but it wasn't just a work in a labor sense. Like she really talked about how her her spirit told her if a role was for her versus if it wasn't like her spirit told talked to her and said this role you need to do it because it's going to awaken something in you and i feel mm-hmm. like artists need to go go with that again because I get it. Capitalism has definitely put us in a position where you just feel like you can't move like that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a subtle, you know, reminded to me that like, I is like, feel, feel it out, you know, feel out opportunities. And especially when it comes to being a creative, like it shouldn't be like the same nine to five. Like it just shouldn't be that way. So I think that her talking about that was so cool. So, and she's, she's opened the door for so many women's 
specifically dark skin women mm-hmm. and, uh, the, and their portrayal in Hollywood and just beauty standards and really, really, really just, you know, honestly, I feel like looking at her and how graceful she was makes me feel more beautiful. I don't know how, but like she just carries it that way. So I think exactly. she should be honored in many spaces for many years to come. Like we can't like she has passed away, but I think that people just need to keep her alive through her memory and honoring her because she gave so much to cinema. And unfortunately, at the beginning of her career, she wasn't paid, compensated fairly. So it's like the least people could do now is compensate her with the respect, you know, and her and respect the legacy. That's how I feel. Exactly. I just feel like she lived such a beautiful life. Such a beautiful life, but Sounder, it's like she got an Oscar for that, and they they gave her coins. So say what you will about Tyler Perry, but she said whatever she asked him for, he like doubled or tripled it. Damn. Because he found out she was being mistreated. So oh, that's man. that's the way he worked that one. And my sister grandma voice. Exactly. But um, yeah, guys, that was our phase four. Thank you so much to the bruncher who suggested that. We really appreciate that. That was all like we. That's something we wouldn't have thought about. So I just keep that up. Like whenever you guys have like a suggestions for a phase four that's unique, different, like we welcome all of the ideas. Thanks. thanks. Um. So let's get into phase four. You know our girl. Um, you mean Gabrielle Union. No, um, no, no. I meant uh, toast versus. So. Oh, <laughs> sorry. You said four. I said four four. What the hell, Wendy's? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we both getting um we both getting confused by our segments <laughs> and that's fine but uh yeah guys so let's toast first this right now right now we're going to toast for gabrielle union um so she just released her new book it's called you got anything stronger era union is like one of those really brave tell it like it is type of people in a way that I just truly respect. Like she's not trying to make herself look good. She's just trying to be honest and talk about what she experienced. And there's something, regardless of how you feel about what she's done, like it's just, you love to hear like, this is the truth and it doesn't even make me look good, but this is how, this is what happened. And it makes me feel good to tell you what I've learned. So she dropped her first book. Um, now today she dropped her second book. You got anything stronger? The book is out today. You can also get the audible join that I like to listen to. And she actually has a book tour to start. She's going to have one in on um, Philly. So hopefully I, I'm not too late with snagging the ticket. Um, cause I would like to hear what she has to say. She just seemed like she's very intentional and motivational. It's such a so pleasant, I, I feel like a pleasant, pleasant person, you know? Like uh, I feel a strong, like, strong, pleasant person who I feel like she's always aware. Exactly, and I believe I f- I like her because she I feel like don't know her, but I feel like she just at all but, but, don't know her at all. I feel like she just believes in life and love. I know that's it. Sorry, <laughs> right, Samir, come on. Like, I don't know her, but she just seemed like she smelled real good. <laughs> exactly. Like, you just see somebody that just radiant. And you you ever see somebody that you just feel like you could just learn something from? I feel like I can learn oh, something. sure. And I feel like she, like, this, the things that she say in her book to me sometimes, I'm like, whoa, what? Like, she was saying how... Uh, one time, you know, she go to school and she'll hear a bunch of young kids, young girls, and they're like pretty much talking about how they do certain things for guys. Like, you know, I, yeah, I do this for him. I do that for him. And she said, and then I asked her, well, does he eat your pussy? And I was like, whoa, whoa. Now, I, I wouldn't expect, I would not expect her to yeah, say that like this. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's like, huh? But she's like, no, I asked them that because it's like, and I'm like, but it's a good question to ask. It's a good question to ask. <laughs> so anyway, her book is coming out. You guys definitely check it out. As you can hear, it's full of surprises. And um, I mean, I'm downloading it tomorrow so I can listen to it uh, while I work. So there's that. Whistle while you work. <laughs> Yo, that song go off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's get in to tea time. And of course, we're going to just start with the Met Gala. We just got to start there. Sloppy Willie, man. I don't um, know what that I know was. we said we're going to start there, but also it's just like, I have, ne- I mean, I hate this. Like, is this the, we'll talk about this. Is this just <laughs> a thing where people, everything's underwhelming? Did the Met truly have its moment? And <laughs> not now? <laughs> The crazy thing is, so I am a, this one sounds so horny. I will say I'm a former fashion holic, but like, it's funny because it's the funny thing is the, when I used to be a mess, like a hot ass mess, like my makeup crusty, like dressing the worst that I've ever dressed in my life. I was like really into fashion. And now like I got a, now I got like a gauge on my dressing style. I do makeup well. And like, now I'm like kind of over it. Like when I was like, when I was like garbage, just like an utter troll, I was just very into it. So like, I was like, I used to get really excited about the Met Gala. Um, I partially, like I didn't, I didn't run a fashion blog, but like I made a note to always like um, reblog like my favorite looks and like intentionally talk about like my favorite looks, like make a note of having to see like, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, and then it just stopped um it just stopped (laughs) also um yeah it just stopped and also a big pet peeve of mine and I don't know if this is like if these stylists have like if if these stylists have a um what the word am I looking for if they um like they have this fantasy that they want to see the the celebrity they're dressing like I don't care what the theme is I want to see this celebrity in that I'm dressing in this outfit like I feel like that's what it is like no matter what the theme is or they either want to live out their fantasy of having a celebrity wear this item of clothing they've been dreaming about I agree or Or sometimes I feel like it's not necessarily not the stylist it's the celebrity that feels that way like exactly like Like, I always wanted to wear that or it's like um let's get this designer's name out there yeah yeah so something like that um because like i'm very serious about themes so and there's like fun themes and stuff like that and i feel like people don't really have fun with it they're just like who has the biggest gown or who has the skinniest gown um because like i was having a hard time i didn't i didn't remember what the theme was because it was supposed to be last year and it wasn't so i was like i don't know but the theme was, and I was reminded that the theme was like American. And I feel like it could have been like, a people could have had a lot of fun with that. They could have had so much fun. Once again, people were not having fun, um, pulling, weren't pulling really from references. Like for instance, I really liked, so for me, people that were really on theme, I feel like Billie Eilish and Megan Estian because they both, I feel like pulled from Marilyn Monroe. Like Megan Thee Stallion, her hair 
was very that was like that's like one old of Hollywood old Hollywood yes that was like Mar- like one of Marilyn Monroe's signature hair um styles and like Billie Eilish like of course like she had the blonde like you know like short hair and like the dress like the color of it I feel like that was very like said like old Hollywood I definitely felt the reference like from like Marilyn Monroe there was also people who like did there was an um actress I forgot her name who um whose dress was a reference to one of the first Asian American actresses I thought that was very good I thought at first I was like when I at first when I saw Sierra's dress I didn't get it but then when I saw the reference I said oh that's perfect that is so decent to pull so there's nothing more American than football exactly I yeah. really liked that a lot, and and because it was like surreal. it took a while. It, it was like nineteen. Think that was a good dress. I'm sorry, go ahead. but you know what? It was the only reason why I felt like that is because of the color. Because I'm not, but it made sense for it to be that color. But you know, I was I was being biased because I like wearing all black. But nothing is American more American than football. Like that was perfect also like the references seeing the old dresses from like the 60s and stuff like that like I was like that is so like I love that and that made me kind of more interested in like other like levels of 60s fashion because I never seen um that um because I like my first um introduction to dresses like that or like jersey dresses that we grew up with yeah and I feel like a if somebody had like a bat like a um like again like nothing american like or somebody could have like did something like a baseball reference because baseball is like very american so i feel like the references were very lost um some people were in the 2008 2019 theme of camp um and i guess uh, i guess if you wasn't invited then you want to make it up but that's do it. like I feel like it should be a penalty that they should have to pay. I know. And I also, feel like there's no penalties. Yeah, um, they should have to pay for that. Um, but really quick, just to go back to like um, like the Megan Thee Stallion thing. I thought she looked beautiful. I think her makeup that was probably my favorite makeup and hair I've ever seen on Megan. Like she looked so great. Mm-hmm. The only thing I I just always have a problem with. I just feel like as a tall woman, I don't like mm-hmm. how they doing her as far as the lengths of those dresses. Yeah. I just feel like it looked like it's sized for maybe um a, a five eight girl, a exactly. five seven girl. And it's like it stops in really, really awkward positions. And it's mm-hmm. not a Megan thing because it's really hard to find a good dress as a tall woman. Like mm-hmm. it really is, especially when you tall like we tall. But I just don't that's the only thing I don't like is like why do her stuff not be custom made or something? Yeah, cause because that's it's a- like why is it not falling in the right places? Because that dress, if it was really, really I feel like it needed some more drama at the bottom. Right, exactly. I feel like it stopped at a real awkward place that was too short on her, and I just really wish that it would have went out and tra- like everybody else had trains and stuff. Everybody else dress was tailored, but I'm like, is it because she was busy or something? Like, I I just really didn't like that the dress was giving Deb, like it was giving like like junior prom section exactly because I feel like as since. You would think, you know, the most exciting, I know, I don't know if you feel like that, but for me, like the most exciting thing for me, if, you know, I became a celebrity is custom stuff. Like as me, as somebody who is a petite 
and plus size at the same time. I'm like thinking about, oh my God, if I was a celebrity, they would be able to customize me something that's like short, like good for my height and also like would fit my hips because I'm very bottom heavy. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's the most exciting thing. And I feel like they should have done that for her. Like I know she was very busy, but like we knew the Met was coming. They should have definitely... um I feel like fought for it. Like, what else? That's yeah, your job. No, <laughs> Y'all no, seriously, I feel like I'm not. I, again, just putting it out there. If I ever get on a red carpet, to me, I'm a, I'm fighting for my life. Exactly, because I feel <laughs> like not, the most this exciting one in history. It lives exactly. on history. You go, you can say 1969 Oscar red carpet looks, and you gonna still see who look a mess and who look good. You gonna see who dressed became iconic. You gonna see. Oh wait, this year was Marilyn Monroe. This year, you know Audrey Hepburn. This year was Cicely Tyson. Like all these different people, and it's like who would who. When it comes to history, wants to be on the loser side. Like, exactly. that's how I felt about Saweetie and dress, too. Like, what is... Come on, now. We only can see the cutout for so many times. And I just feel like it's this investment in looking pretty over looking... Oh, and the thing is, you could do both. Because Ariana Grande is always on theme. She wasn't there this year. Ariana Grande is not going to probably do some shit that, like, Zendaya or Rihanna would do. Like... Ariana Grande, that's not her. She stays pretty, but when it came to that heavenly bodies thing, she bodied that dress. Like, it was this real long, gray, heavenly, angelic-looking dress. And it's just like, you can really be somewhat comfortable and take risk, like, at the same time. You don't have to do what Kim Kardashian did. Also, like, while I'm complaining about people, I just want to say, I never want to see that see-through jewel dress again. I never want to see it. The fact is, Kim Kardashian and Beyonce shut it down years ago with that see-through, see encrusted dress. Mm -hmm. Nobody needs to see it again. Yeah, yeah. Nobody needs to see it again. Kendall showed up with that dress, and I'm like, what do you expect from us? I hope, hopefully not no attention or, you know, a round of applause because that is so boring. Like, who chooses it the Met to wear those type of... Boring. I just, I want to know the understanding, the philosophy, the reason. Yeah, I don't really get... Also, another thing circling back to Megan's situation, like, um, I'm another thing I noticed, it not just her, like, a lot of celebrities, the shoes were not in a lot of celebrity sizes. Mm -mm. Um, and... I feel like a lot of fat, like that happens with a lot of like high fashion stuff because first of all, like they cut like a, a lot of stuff small, but that is not going to photograph well because especially when you have an open toe and stuff, you really be like, if you have an open toe, especially if you oil down, your feet are fighting for their life. They're right. going to slide. So for the most part, sometimes you have to get a bigger size um, than you normally would get um, with an open toe like that where like you're going to be sliding in it um also there are other shoes to wear other than a strappy shoe like and i noticed that <laughs> don't tell the um, girls that they, i know i noticed that it. it was it was like nothing but like a like a strap like it was just plain it was very like sherry hill like you know a prom shoe yeah. like actually my my senior prom shoe was more extravagant and i'm just like what are y'all like i know that you everything is not supposed to be exciting like you're supposed to like you know the dress you're looking at the dress but like i just feel like because i noticed that um like the shoes that megan assign had on and this um the singer her name is kim petrus she had the dress on that was like a horse mm -hmm, yeah. um 
her shoes were like it was just like these red strappy shoes and they look like you know like her feet was like sliding in them and I'm just like what like what is um going on like you know because that's the first thing I always look at is shoes because I love shoes but um and like I know it's funny that I'm saying this when I literally have like 13 pairs of Crocs but like whatever <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, Casey Musgrave was cute. I don't understand what she's doing, but she looked really good. <laughs> I think she looks cute, and I feel like it definitely was American. Yeah, I thought American. It, it felt American. It definitely could have been bigger, but I feel like it was American. Like, it was definitely yes. American. Like, what more do you want? Also, I forgot his name, but he is in this movie called Dear Evan Hansen or something like that. He had on, he had like a curly, he looked like Bob Ross. He had a curly fro. And he had bell and, bottoms on. Yeah, I yes. feel like people was talking about it, but that was very American. J-Lo. J-Lo's That was very American, too. I feel like maybe because they call what he had on, people call it um, a, a Canadian tuxedo, I think. Mm -hmm. But that's still that's still commi committed. They're still considered America. Um, Lupina Nyong'o in a denim gown. That please? was very American. She Pharrell, looks Pharrell and uh, his wife, Helen. What? Yeah, they look definitely, they definitely, Come on, like um, the Western leather matching tuxedo. See, the thing is, honestly, that's something like I would have been like, yes, I'd like to try that. Um, Iman, <sighs> she looks very pretty. Don't know if it was on theme, but it was everything. But you know um, what? Shout out to Liana. Was like, is she a firework? Oh, I would definitely, if she didn't go with that, I would definitely go with it. Thing is, if she didn't, I mean, she looked like a firework, and I feel like that's so she American. did look like a firework. And I was like, yeah. I don't know. She looked very good. But, I like um, the Frank Ocean thing too. Yeah, I definitely like that. I feel like he could just do whatever he want. Um, it's gonna always be cool. Exactly. Um, also, like, very interested in that um, electronic um, baby thing. Like, I'm like very obsessed with it. <laughs> but anyway, besides that, yeah, like I just feel like I really want to know like the the psychology um, behind it because I don't get it. While it's like. Like it's so it'd be like a numerous amount of people out of theme. Yeah, and my thing is like, um, oh yeah, and Iman, uh, both Imans, like Iman Hamam, is it that mm -hmm. star dress? Oh my god, it's like, yeah, it's Versace. It looks so good, but I just feel like people be so unafraid to like do do things that most people would consider like scary. You know, I think that the like Megan Thee Stallion be so brave in her videos and how she perform and like their confidence. Like mm -hmm. a lot of these artists be very brave on the stage, but when it comes time to wear a big dress or like show up somewhere looking like cool and be creative and risky, there it's like they get scared. And I'm like, wait a minute, why are you scared to like show up, at, show off at the Met? Like, I can't wait to be able to look like a freak. That's the only reason why I would want like some type of like I want to do something where I have like a budget or something because like, I cannot wait to just like be able to wear like archive like Rick Owens or like um, a Yoji Yamamoto stuff like wear stuff that is like a shape like literally like wear like a dress that might be like a certain like um oh my gosh what's it wasn't on theme but i think it was really cool um oh my gosh what's her name it was kobe bryant daughter i think but she wore that like dress that was like a circle it looked like oh no i didn't see it you didn't see it it was like very it, it definitely would have been better for the camp theme but i liked it because she's a very pretty girl Natalia. and huh 
Natalia. Yes. And she like took a risk. Oh yes. I love that. I did see that. She looks amazing. Yeah. She's giving sixties glam. Yes. It was very sixties. Yes. It was very sixties. And it's just such a, it's, there's so many ways to, um, to like show up on theme and take risk and still fit somehow like your style because some and she looks so just, happy too she looks so happy <laughs> she looks so happy in this picture yeah but no the met gala like the people who showed up show showed up really great also um megan fox is making me like you know what you really can get older and better like this is just that's really what Did it you know means. she only 35 no i didn't know that yeah i did not know that I thought she was older because of the way like people are like, she made a comeback, but I'm like, that's literally because she started when she was like 17. <laughs> yeah, I thought. But no, she still looks hotter than ever, which is just like, wow, love it. More of that. And I saw her and Courtney took a picture together at yeah. the, they feel like, I feel like those two relationships mirror each other in a really creepy way that I'm just like, why didn't we all put it together that Travis Barker and uh, Machine Gun Kelly were like twins and that Megan Fox and like Courtney were like, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's something very peculiar going on there. That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep my comments to myself. Love the girls. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't, I don't feel a single way about the guys. Just, just know that. Just know that for the record. Um, but speaking of VMAs, they have that also happened. So it's just like you know all this award stuff going on. We're not gonna spend too much time on VMAs because we didn't watch them. No, I I was watching some guy go to um Six Flags. I was confused though because I kept hearing that like Justin Bieber took home all these things, and I'm like, all right, he didn't do anything. Have I been living under a rock? Why was he taking home all these things when? I feel like Megan Thee Stallion has literally twerked around the world. Yeah, she, her, and Doja Cat. Yeah, I'm sorry. If anybody was going to take anything home, it should. And, and of course, the thing is, Lil Nas X, for sure, definitely worked his ass off. And I'm so proud of him for, like, some of the things he received. But if it was, like, the person who going to take it home for the year, I would have assumed it would have been Doja Cat or Megan Thee Stallion. Mm-hmm. Shit, the City Girls over Justin Bieber. Yeah, right? I don't I'm like I'm like maybe I lived under a rock, but um we did get a Normani performance. Um she shut it down. Um I did tell Sabrina earlier that I'm very much tired of like straight women uh being sexy together in public to get attention. Yeah, like it's I, like, I'm just over it. Yeah, it's kind of especially like I understood the reference and in the reference, Eugenia Jackson, she used a man. And I know that Tiana Taylor is hot or whatever like that, but it is kind of getting tired and like not to sound like, you know, um, a killjoy or anything like that, but it does stuff like that does make it harder for um, like actual bi women and um, and lesbians. Um, And it's just very, it's just at this point in 2021, it's very corny, especially when there's actual people who live out loud. Um, who are you know in the community and i know that um it's been said that sienna seller is bi but it's like are you bi or are you just freaky for your man like that's yeah. what <laughs> moving also, on <laughs> also i just feel like what else because i do the same shit at the club 
There are literally times where I will dance with a woman and I just don't feel, it's just, that's kind of not, I don't feel like that's shocking anymore. And also, didn't like Madonna and Britney Spears already like do that like a few years ago? Yeah, like I feel like it was shock. I feel like that was definitely shocking then, but um, I feel like, especially, I, I feel like since it was a Janet Jackson reference, I feel like why was, like, I get it, Tiana Taylor and Janet, like, people say, like, that's Janet Jackson niece or whatever, but I definitely, it was Armani performance, and I feel like it should have been, like, I don't know, like, I never, the fact that I'm, uh, the fact that I'm suggesting a man um, is big, but it should have been, I mean. I, or, yeah, I, sure. I, I, or it couldn't have happened at all. Like, they didn't have to do the tribute. They could have just... I feel like it, I didn't make sense to me. It really did not make sense. I mean, maybe we got to see the show. Maybe we got to see the whole show for that performance to make sense. But I can't... Hey, man, you got to be smart. Yeah, maybe we do have to watch the entire show for that performance. <laughs> I'm trying to... Kind of, uh, I really be forgetting that you speak my language sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving forward. Oh, yeah, let's move on. To have mercy. <laughs> what? Hello. I'm sorry. I was thinking. I was thinking about what to say. Okay. Um. I, all right, before we get into it, let's just say this, that we started a Black Girl Brunch in this case. <laughs> Not the disclaimer. <laughs> let's, get by, let's get behind the why of this podcast. Um, we oh, started Jesus. a Black Girl Brunch as a space to say what we wanted and we can't feel restricted. And there are times where we start to feel like, oh shit, we can't say this about this person because then we can't work in the future. And we know we try to get ahead of it and all these things. But at the end of the day, um, I, I, Wendy Williams taught me best. <laughs> you say what you gotta <laughs> say and you say what you gotta say and people will like it or they hate it. But this, this can't be the say what people want to hear girl brunch. This gotta be black girl brunch true to ourselves type of thing. So it's like, I didn't like the song. I think Chloe needs to calm down. I think she's yeah, extraordinarily I- beautiful and talented artist i really think that she is literally one of the best out here but i think the direction she's going in is wrong and i have not heard a single person say that this is good but if tanache would have released that shit y'all would have been up in arms i didn't like it i didn't like the blonde locks i felt like it looks like what everyone's first time putting crochet locks in there yeah the thing is i like i don't know why they would do because first of all the, the thing that i love about her and her sister is the fact that they are artists and they are hot and they have locks like yes. because especially you know the connotation that black women have with our natural hair and like you know feeling like you have to you know wear sh- a straight weave and all that stuff like that to be like sexy and like beautiful and stuff like that xyz and the fact that they are all of that and they and they are, have locked hair like i love that so much so it like kind of like not that the i you know doesn't matter i'm i own 13 pairs of crocs um <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not that being your dis uh to yourself. Um, I feel like there is so many ways to style locks and do things. Like you could, they could have even dyed them. So the fact that they did that to me, I feel like you being disrespectful. 
Yeah, you being because, disrespectful. And the fact that she said, I love them enough that I'm going to keep wearing them to all these different red carpet events. Like, I should not be able to look and see exactly where those blinds started raveling because you have the money to make that not happen. Exactly. And I'm just like, you know, you do come up under Beyonce. You do. You know, she's coming up from under Beyonce. And I'm like, Beyonce would never have no weave where you could just see the shit. Like, you could just see it. And I guess I understand what they're trying to do. But I feel like do it on, like, anybody but not that one because it just don't make any sense. Like, why would y'all... And also, like... I'm thinking about how to take that out. Like, I just had a hard time taking out my braids. The tension on her scalp. And I'm like, just thinking about that. that. I'm like, why did y'all do... Like, they should have just, if anything, like I said, dyed her hair, you know? Or just left it how it was. Or just, like, excuse me, curl it. Or put, like, I did like... I thought it was very cute. The side where they, like... It looked like it was baby hairs. And it was, like, looped. And she had, like, um, like uh, pearls in it. I thought that was very cute um that side but i'm like it would have been even cuter if y'all just did not put the faux lock because the thing is people get faux locks because they don't want to commit to real locks so i'm like who did the hair like i don't get it like i I just don't get it like i know some people with locked hair like get braids over it that makes sense to me like if you want box braids and you have locks but i'm like to me, that doesn't make sense because of the purpose for faux locks is because somebody doesn't want to commit to real locks. Exactly. Exactly. So, I just felt like I get wanting to be like, oh, shock, I'm going to do a different look. But it's just like, the thing is, do you want different or nice? That's how I feel. And I just felt like that wasn't well done. And you got to call things out like that when you see it. Also, I'm all for Chloe's transition to being a grown-ass woman and owning her sexuality. But I do feel like how she's going about it is just too hyper. It's too hype to be grown. It's too hype to be sexy. And I feel like I'm just one of those people where I like when the sexiness doesn't feel like they're, somebody's working so hard and trying to shock me. Like, I feel like there are so like, many um, women, the Megan Thee Stallion, Doja Cat, Young Miami. It's just like everybody's shaking their ass. Like Chloe ain't the first one to do it, and I love it. When I love it, keep it up. Like more shaking your ass, but I feel like she acting crazy a little bit, like clamping her thighs together and stuff, and like, like I'm just like, all right, you know. I just feel like this attempt to like own sexuality has somewhat turned into like trying to. It just feels like attention seeking in a way, and I. I feel like she's too talented for that. And also, like, Have Mercy had a lot of elements. Like, I was talking to my friend. I'm going to keep her unnamed because I don't know if she's comfortable <laughs> with me, you know, putting her stance out there. But she was saying that, like, it's too many elements to the song. It's just like, okay, cool. It's kind of like bounce. It's harmonies. It's twerking. It's just like a lot going on. And I just don't enjoy that song. I love everything Chloe and Holly have put out together. But that single, that direction it just did not feel Cause good. Because I like the beginning of the song. Like, I think that is very cool. But then when you listen to, like, my thing is, I would like to know who she is, like, uh, as an artist. Like, for instance, I said in the beginning, I love Trina. She's from Miami. She embodied Miami. Like, that's what, like, where are you from? Like, yep. what do, what is your style? Yep. Like, we you know, which, is it like, what is your style? What direction are you, you know, going in? And I don't know who, like, who is, um, who's doing this? Um, because I'm just like very confused. Like, again, I, all for people like honing in on sexuality stuff, like, it's just like, it's given like, 
it's very antsy um and it kind of makes me like anxious to watch um because it's just very like anxious antsy and like trying to prove something and i'm like you don't have to prove anything to not with that face not with that body not with those vocals not with the you know this talent dancing dance her ass off yeah that's what I'm saying. And it's just like, we, we were liking it. We was like, I'm not saying, oh, don't turn up too much. But there is too much of everything. There's too much sex appeal. There's too much everything. And I feel like right now, just the way she's doing it sometimes, it's not even precision as much as like going real fast and crazy. And like, that's what you look for in dance moves. Because, you know, we could talk about the, the best to ever do it. We could talk about Beyonce and that balance of like sexiness and going crazy and flair and then going off the grid sometimes, but she hits every move with precision. And I felt like sometimes it was just a little bit of sloppiness with those dance moves, specifically at the VMA performance and the licking of the mic and stuff. I'm just like, oh, oh, I just feel like she's thinking of the craziest things she could do all at one time. And I don't, I don't respond to that. I've seen so many people that it's like, oh my gosh, she ate, she can't, she ate that up. And I'm like, y'all, do y'all really believe that? Because here's the thing. If you really love an artist and you, and you like them, you, you're not going to just say everything is good. You're not, you're going to say like, okay, that wasn't one of my favorites, but that's not writing this person off or saying that they're not capable. I, that It just may not be for me, but that, this is just how I felt about it. It was like you said, it was very much like empty. Yeah, it was very like, it, and it kind of like, like, I'm not even trying to feel like, it kind of makes me uncomfortable. Yvonne, <laughs> come on. Now you can tell you said. <laughs> it did. So it might make you uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable because I just felt like I felt like I wasn't supposed to be watching it. Like <laughs> that's the crazy thing. Like because she's younger than me, but I just felt like a per I felt perverted. Um, because <laughs> everything I felt like I was in. I felt like I was in her bedroom. Like, and I'm like, get me out of here. It was like, times where she is spread evil, and I'm like, huh? Wait. Then you felt like you walked in on something. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not even conservative. Like, I just feel so conservative. Dad, I literally just said Trina is like one of my favorite. Like, rap. I constantly say that. Kim and Nikki, like, no, that's not it. Like, I'm not conservative. I'm not no, like, oh, you know, respectability policy. It ain't got nothing to do with that. Because I know just, me, the type of, because also, like, for instance, like, I know me, some things how I am when I'm with certain people, I wouldn't act like I wouldn't like, I'm not very like some people like not try to like toot my own horn, but some people say that like, I am, I'm sexy. And I like, don't like the way I act with, for instance, like, you know, a partner that I'm with, I wouldn't like, I don't know, like, so bad. Like I'm like I wouldn't take it to the streets. Like I feel like she, I feel like she'd be like one second away from just like showing us her whole like unexpectedly. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like I feel like you know y'all ever like been to church and you know when like the like somebody is shouting and like they shirt roll up and like the usher roll over and like giving the towel. Like I feel like that. Like I'm running over with her with like the towel. I'm like baby, no. Like they gonna like I just feel like it's that. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done because Iman's taking it too far. Because <laughs> you're going to keep making me want to say how I feel like. No, I feel like stop. I, 
real quick, I was gonna say this one thing. I feel like sometimes, I love sex appeal, but when it get to be too hot and spicy, I feel like, now that's enough, young lady. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. And I'm gonna keep it there. Like, yeah, because I feel like she, like, I feel like she, like, I'm like, whoa! <laughs> Yeah, when I seen her fucking deep throat the mic, I said, um. Yeah. No. It's it's not about owning your sexuality. Sometimes it's just about. But also. But here's my question about the owning your sexuality thing. Okay, here I'm coming through. Me, Mitt Romney in the building. Um, When is it a such thing as done bad? Because there is, like anything, you can do it bad. So when is that with owning your sexuality to the point where you're like, this is not good. It's just sexy. It doesn't mean it's good. Because I just don't. I feel like. For me, I have a standard for sexiness to have a standard. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just... And what's um, the difference between what she's doing and what other people are doing? I feel like I know what it is, but uh, I think it's the self-assurance that some people have with her. She's still trying to get us to see. Yeah, because I want to know who she is, and I feel like I don't know. And I just no. feel like all I see is, like, coochie, and I'm like, I want to get to know... Like, I really feel like I want to get to know you. And you don't have to do so much. When you got an ass that fat and a body that big, it don't take much to just be like, damn. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Again, like, you just... I'll be wearing Crocs. You don't take that much. And, um, yeah, but I do, I just can't stress it enough. I really am a huge Chloe and Holly fan. Every album, I am. I'm and the thing is, if I was acting um unusual, <laughs> I would want somebody to be like, yo, bro. Because, like, there's times where I've caught myself where I've been acting <laughs> hella, hella huh? unusual. When you, when last, never mind. I'm about to say, when last time you said acting unusual, but I'm about to start something that just don't need to, <laughs> no. don't need to be started. I'm about to say, uh, when I check myself in the hospital. Oh yeah, but yeah, you are, you you definitely do be doing what you got to do for yourself instead of um just like you know acting that way. But yeah, just like accountability partners, because like if I had a dress that looked a mess, you wouldn't be like, "Yeah, man, you owning your style." You'd be like, "Girl, I'm not letting you leave the fucking house like that." Like, yeah, like, no. Bring way. that back. Bring that back. Don't have me out here looking a mess. As and a- honestly, I'm such a fan that I'm not even blaming her. No, I feel like I'm it's. Not. I feel like it's um creative direction or something. Yeah, like, and it's a spirit. Yeah, yeah, that too. It's definitely a demon. It's um not her. but but um it's yeah, it's creative direction. It's like you said, it's something that's just something. So uh but exactly. she's still I love her. I just yeah, I love her so much. This is the first time I I feel like when I love people as much as her, I usually actually never give criticism publicly. But I felt like I had to say because I'm like, all right, now nobody giving criticism. Everybody love it. Everybody love it. Come on. I don't like yeah, it. I only seen two people say something. Mm-hmm. I'll be brief. I'll say I'll say what I have to say. Um, Steve from Blues Clues came back and emotionally shook up <laughs> all of us. Uh I thought they, that was very nice. It was very nice. I didn't know I needed that. I just did not know I needed because the thing is, I can honestly say I felt like it was unresolved how he left. Really? I didn't yeah. give a fuck, to be honest. I, but I didn't really I like that. Was... I didn't like how he just, I'm like, but we're, I guess because that was the first time in TV where I saw like the the main person leave. Cause like you gotta think like Sesame Street people, literally some of the same people used to be on there when my mom was a kid. Oh yeah, that's up, wild. But, Yeah, and like Barney, of course, a different nature. Like the characters just be staying the same. So we had such an emotional connection to Steve and he was just like, all right, let me introduce y'all to Joe. I'm gonna head out. 
And I'm like, I did not like him at all. You know, I just felt like looking back, I was, I felt wrong as a kid. Like I was trying to make myself like him because I felt like Steve said to trust him. So like, (laughs) but like when you really think about it, I ain't really trust him like that. He didn't look the same as Steve. He wasn't as warm. He wasn't as warm as Steve is what I mean by that. Yeah, he wasn't. I feel like he was like, this is my job. Um, Don't really connect with y'all. Yeah, and it's like, I'm supposed to go on adventures with this new nigga. Like, I just, <laughs> Steve used to have you invested, like, in Blue's Clues. Like, you really would be invested. Like, he'd ask you a question and wait, and I really would be like, okay. Um, <laughs> check, the, check the drawer. And he'd be like, I'll check the drawer. And, like, you really, as a kid, were like, my, my man. But then the other guy, I'm like, I just felt like he wasn't taking enough time. Like I felt like he was too young. He wasn't seasoned enough. He was too young, Sabrina. That's what it was. Also, like, it just was nobody else before Steve, so it was nobody to compare him to. And yeah. this guy kind of got the short end of the stick where we all comparing him to the, like, the, you know, our homie. So, yeah. he, the fact that he came back honestly was closure for me. <laughs> it was closure. That was so nice, though. That was very sweet, and I was that was very smart on Nick Jr.'s part to connect with um, millennials. Um, and I think it was very nice, especially to those people that are like our age and you know, like a few years younger, who um, have children that they probably could connect with. That um, yes, it was genius, honestly. And I think that during like right now with the you know pandemic, you know the you know still being in place you know we we need stuff like that mm-hmm. did you notice that i had a glitch when i said that word no i had a glitch when i said pandemic but, oh, oh. <laughs> i get it sorry that sneeze felt sounded real satisfying it really was like that's but that sounded like it cleared some things up for you but it um, did yeah that's uh shouts to steve that i really appreciate that like that's just one more thing for my childhood i don't have to sort out so i love that um let's get into the sunken place let's go there let's go so this week we're talking about when is it too much pressure because you know people always say that we want somebody to apply pressure we want somebody to show that they care like come on like show you care but with that like we were saying before, there's a such thing as too much pressure. Mm-hmm. And specifically, depending on the dynamics of the relationship, it can feel very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what's inspiring this conversation. This thing, um, this video that's going around, uh, it's like a ring bell type of footage. And it's this guy outside. So how you say he was talking? <laughs> He like, uh, I like you. Uh, I see you around sometimes. And uh, I'm not like them other guys. So he's at her door, talking like that. He's like, mm-hmm. I, I play for the, I play for D League. I'm trying to go to the NBA though. Like, I got my life together. So he came to her door essentially, and he was just trying to plead his case of like, I'm interested. And then you know, what always shocks me is not just the action of the person, but the amount of people to back it up. They were like, guys, like, well, y'all said y'all wanted to apply pressure. Like, what else you supposed to do, you know? And I just want to say, like, people really don't think. They really don't think. You do not come to someone's door without knowing if they like you or not. Because to come to someone's door is only weighing one side of the equation, which is your own 
wants desires and comfortability. Mm-hmm. You know, I was about to say that. The, the thing is, when you really, really like somebody, you want to respect them and you want to make sure not only are you getting what you desire, but you're not crossing a line that would make them feel violated in any way. Exactly. So to be a grown man and to go knock on a woman's door simply because you're interested is not applying pressure in the way that it should be used. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because like, for me, um, I would say this is going to make me sound like a creep when I say this, but there have been times that I've liked people um, and I felt like I've li- it, it wasn't like it wasn't reciprocated. Like I felt like I was liking them too much and they wasn't liking me and en- they wasn't liking me enough or like not liking me at all. So I'm intentionally removed myself from the situation because I liked them so much that I didn't want them to feel uncomfortable or feel like they're obligated to like talk to me or something like that. Like I didn't want them to feel like they were obligated to me because I was feeling X, Y, Z. Like I just removed myself automatically. And it just like you, I feel like if you are a sane person, you feel the vibe. I know that's like very corny, very obvious to say, but like you really be feeling it. Like for instance, if you want to see somebody and you constantly have to be like, oh, um, when we go hang out, when we go da da da, like you always have to initiate it. I feel like it's safe to say, um, wrap it up. Yeah. Um, the show's over. Um, <laughs> and that's usually my cue um if it's been like weeks and we haven't like talked or like hung out or like you haven't made an effort if i asked you to hang out and you're like not you're like you say you have something to do and you don't like put like oh but we could do something this day then i'm like it's safe to say um like how about a round of applause standing ovation like i'm taking a bow and bowing out um, but somebody that is um, all about what their needs and wants and just a loon um, will just be persistent and not care and try to like break you down or just like be totally creepy. Um, because first of all, he came to our doorbell. Um, she says she wasn't home. Um, and even when she said that he still persisted and then was like i'll write my phone number down and slide it under your door um it's like all right so say you brave enough and you say yeah this is what i want to do i'm sure i want to walk up to a, a person's door without knowing if she got a whole nigga on the other end without knowing if she got a whole gun on the other end let me just like walk up to her door and like put my whole like you know my phone number underneath this it's like bro, bro really you couldn't sense through any of that conversation that this person was not interested in you, even after you worked up the nerve to do it. So just like, I just, I hate it. Um, I hate that um, people really are confused. Like that be bothering me when people are like, well, y'all say y'all want pressure. It's like, who are y'all raised by wolves or something? How do you not know certain social cues are just wrong for a reason it's to the point where almost anywhere in the world you go those set of rules are going to be in place where you you know you have boundaries you don't come to someone's door home is like a very sacred place for many people so to walk and knock is just you have now like kind of like so there was this one girl i know she was saying that her neighbor slid something under her door and she's like i felt like he he really, really just broke my safe space. Like he literally put that letter up under my door. And it's like you, like she, So and then she later shared that she like 
you know, she, she came out later in life, but to me that, that made it mad, made me mad. Cause I'm like, okay, she's trying to sort through all these thoughts and feelings about herself. And here's somebody badgering her. Somebody that she don't even, she knows she don't even possibly like, like get out of here. You <laughs> Like, get out of here. That's so creepy to me. I'm really trying to process some other shit. And you're going to slide this little corny letter up under the door. Nobody, stop. This ain't movies. This is real life. And there are ways to meet people halfway because I get it. You see somebody that you're attracted to, they're walking down the street or something like that. Yeah, that's a gray area because you don't want to touch them. You don't want to do this and the other. Mm -hmm. But out on the street is like where you, you, you do things like, hi, how are you? You know, feel the vibe. They're not interested to go. But when it comes to home, boundaries, cars private spaces, alleyways, those can, that can make somebody feel danger. They don't know if you just a loser or a killer. So it's just like, come on. Exactly. Like, so it's just like, I feel like, like, please like read the room. Like, you know, just know when to like, just for lack of a better word, just back off. Like, you know, <laughs> and just, <laughs> just feel like you just have to know, like when to, back off like i've had like people like that like you know badger me i feel like most people um have had like situations where people have just been badgering and you just like not like no like i don't want to like you know also this is another thing so i remember when i used to like when i was younger um and i used to be walking around and you know how like guys like try to holler at you so one time, first of all, I was in the wrong because I had leg warmers on. But anyway, I was in high school um, and I was really in the 80s fashion. That's besides the point. Anyway, I had on these bright green leg warmers and this guy was trying to talk to me. First of all, I'm a teenager. I don't know how old this man is trying to talk to me. But in my mind, I'm thinking he's an, an adult. Um, and he like trying to talk to me and I'm ignoring him and I'm just walking. And then he says to me like, it's too warm to wear leg warmers miss like dissing me but that was a very mild case so yeah. but there's another time that somebody tried to talk to me i was ignoring them because it was nighttime and i was scared and i was a teenager also and this guy proceeded to call me a bitch um and that's happened multiple times before i think that's happened me and you was down south street i think walking and somebody was trying to talk to me and like i ignored them like i always do and i was called a bitch and it's like in my mind so first of all i could tell already by that guy going up to her door how he was going to be once he got rejected he's off exactly when people act like that they're going to not take rejection very like they're not gonna take it mildly um one two so there was a follow-up some random nigga in two-tone pants ignore um interviewed him weird anyway some this guy was interviewing him and he was like yeah like he was like i ain't even really want that bitch like that like he was like calling her a bitch and he was like so and he was like and the guy asked him like what would you do like if you, if she opened the door he's i would have ran up in that bitch like took something like and I'm like, so you are crazy. You are retired. You are like saying that you would have reacted violently. So in my mind, and in most women's mind, or most people in the general mind, what say that she did take the beat? What if she actually did want to talk to him? Whatever. 
they say they get in an argument, you know, in their relationship, because that's what happens in our relationships. Sometimes you have a disagreement. How do you think that this man would react in that argument? He would react in violently. Yeah, he would react violently. So it's like, you already giving me a preview of how you're going to be. And that's why the guys who were like, like, I remember one time, this another, it's a shame because there's so many times, and a lot of these times it happened when I was a teenager. And it's because I guess like, you know, when I was a teenager, I was like sheeply or whatever. And I had just, just like the first time I like, I wore like these little heels and it was after the movies and I was at McDonald's and this guy tried to talk to me and I did not want to talk to him. Mind y'all, I'm a teenager and I know for a fact this, he was an adult and he trying to talk to me in McDonald's and I'm a teenage girl and I'm like, no. And like, I'm getting smart with him because he making me uncomfortable. This man threatens to shoot me. I'm a teenage girl. This man threatens to shoot me because I don't want to talk to him. And I embarrass him. People look you in your eyes and be like, but, you know, it's still not crazy. It's like, yo, somebody threatened to shoot me. Exactly. It just because I said I didn't want to talk to him and I was getting smart with him because, again, I'm a teenager and I embarrassed him in McDonald's. First of all, I wouldn't have had to embarrass you if you would calm the fuck down. Exactly. Number so, one and number two. Exactly. It, it, that Exactly. So it's like the way people, the thing is also there are some people who, my mom always say this, there are some people who wear a mask that, you know, they, they do all the bright things to court you or whatever. And then, you know, they act a fool. Um, That happens, unfortunately. But some people, you could tell off the, like from the rip, they are going to be unhinged. Yeah. And I could tell from the rip. The eyes. The eyes. It's all and, and also the cadence in his voice. Yeah. Also, like he did this thing, he like stuck his tongue out. Like, yeah, like <laughs> like I'm like <sighs> like he did that. And also like pacing back and forth. Also his outfit. Um, there was too much going on. And was, I, yeah, you know, I play for the G League. I'm I'm gonna be in the NBA soon. It's like, exactly. why are you trying to position it? Because that's what his mind, that's what the bitches want to hear. Like, it's another, yeah, I play ball. It's another, I go to college. It's another, like trying to get all that super manipulative. You, I just hate it so much. But um, I just wanted to tell you about a time where somebody said something real crazy to me because I wouldn't answer their message. They called me a rat. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Like, what? He said something, you dirty rat. I said, oh, <laughs> No, I, I do not have rat features. Like there are some people who look mousy and rat. Now you maybe gerbil, yes, but like rats. I was like, ah, whoa, that is so crazy. Because I said nothing. Because I said nothing in private. So nobody actually would have known that the conversation. I need to tell you. I'm just like, all right, cool. Like it's not somebody, but yeah, they called me a rat. And then that one time I rejected somebody, and they were sending me messages at five a.m. Like, you know what? You're just a whore. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, like, that's weird. Like, I said, it's, it's just... Sunday. Like, come <laughs> on. It's Sunday at 5 a.m. And most importantly, like, the number one thing I'm not going to give you now is attention. Just because that's what you want. So it's like, now you're going to starve. You won't get a li- even a little bit of access or attention. Exactly. That's all you want to do is be seen. But you're invisible to me because of, because of how you are. So it's exactly. just, you, you can't make me see you. That's just it. So that drives people crazy, and I know it. Like, So, so I'm just going to continue to make you invisible until you make yourself worth seeing. Um, 
that's so mean and nasty, I know, but that's some people, it's what they deserve. Yeah. Let's get into <laughs> the common senses. Um, wow, you know, this is kind of going to go right back to the VMAs and, mm-hmm. you know, the Met, all these things. So there, there is just every year, you, we every award show comes and me and Sabrina say the same thing. I don't know. It's just was corny. We didn't really watch it. Didn't really feel invested. Wasn't really, you were not fully impressed. And the idea that somebody, you know, put out there on Twitter was that it may not hit for you the same because it may not be for you anymore. You know, you had your time. You were in seventh and eighth grade. You know, things weren't better. You were just younger. Mm-hmm. And I just, Thoroughly disagree. Yes, I, same. Truly I definitely disagree. disagree. I feel like the way that award shows open the stage up to other artists, other than just the ones that are popping right now, like legends got the stage. Like it wasn't going to just be like, um, like this year, I feel like everybody was under 30 on the stage, you know? Yeah. Like in like, not to sound like, like I know some people are going to be like, um, like, oh, you a bitter old bitch, but like, and this is very old school, but like, I feel like some things for like, I feel like this is like an era where things aren't really generally like earned. Um, and it makes me feel like Mariah Carey on um American Idol because like, for <laughs> instance, why was, um, why was a TikTok, a, a TikTok girl at the Met Gala, um, she literally like just started buzzing like last year. And um, it was, and wasn't it like Kaylani's first year at like the yeah it was her this first year. It was a lot of people year. first year. It was a lot of Met. people first year. Like this girl, um, literally just started popping off last year. All she does is do dances. She's a pretty white girl, but all she does is like just redo dances that like black TikTok. Tr- excuse me, TikTokers have done. Like, it's barely any original content. Um, She's just pretty, it's no personality. She just recently was in a movie. Um, And like, I was watching a YouTuber discuss the movie and I saw clips from it. The acting was horrible. Um, It just wasn't like, I just, it just, I'm just like, why are like, I feel like just hard work is just like, to I feel like now in the industry hard work is like a year. Yep, hard like, work is one year and one really good video, and that's yeah, it. Like, one good video and like you finally you break like a million followers or something like that. And I'm just like to somebody that like really like I grew up like just loving entertainment, like just loving like to me like you know there's a part of me where I'm like okay like in one sense that means like you know it might be sooner that you know we get a break or whatever but also we've been doing this podcast since 2017 so like we've been working um so and even then that's still to me in my mind I'm like okay that's like that's five years right I'm like yeah I'm like okay that's 10 years to become an expert exactly 10 years to be so like in my mind I'm like even in five years I feel like yeah that's great but I'm like dang that's still like I'm like forever to go (laughs) <laughs> exactly that's just how i'm thinking like i don't know if that's like a flawed mentality or something like that no, but like no i no, just no. want to be great you know as the thing mentality I, I want to be great and i want to make sure that i'm ready for the things that i've done i mean for the things that i you know am willing to receive 
Um, and it's just like, I feel like people are so like with award shows and stuff like now, I feel like, um, the creative teams and stuff like that are just so focused on the moments that can be made into gifs or gifs, however you pronounce it. I feel like they're so focused on that. Um, and it's just like, things are just seeming like very like corny, um, one and rushed. It's like, y'all had all your, it's not like how, for instance, we do this podcast, Iman works a full-time job. I'm working on a part-time job now. I'm looking for jobs. I work out. I have no, neither one of us have, um, personal chefs or anything like that. And this, like literally to us and to y'all, this podcast is a big thing to us, but like in the grand scheme of things, when we look at our schedule and our day-to-day, it is a very small portion because, you know, when you go to work, you work for eight hours and, you know, I'm in the gym for an hour or whatever. And this, like, you know, is a very, even like, you know, we prepare the show like hours, like maybe two hours before we do the show is a very small portion, you know, of our day. But these people, this is their job. Like yeah. that is their job. That is their soul, like bread and butter. Like they have nothing else. Like, and I, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know the creative teams and stuff behind it, but I can say with full confidence that these are their full time jobs. They eat, they eat shit and breathe entertainment. Like this is all they do. You know, the most they might do on the side is like, you know, workout and they probably have like meal prepping and all that stuff like that. This is their job. So I feel like there is no excuse to fall short. I just don't get it. Cause like, for instance, even like me and Iman will be having like a conversation and we'll be talking about goofy shit sending just out of nowhere we have a uh, talking about something goofy iman will say something like oh we should do this for the podcast or whatever or i'll say something like it's like you know we sneak it in to like you know our like daily like, like i said it's not a huge one day we hope that it can just be you know our sole focus but right now it is literally like i would say 30 percent mm-hmm yeah, honestly, I think that's the perfect percentage. It's, it's like and 30, I hate that, but it is what yeah, it is because, like you said, all the things that we got going on. But I think that, you know, so th- to bring it back around, common sense is about the fact that, you know, things like award shows and pop culture are not reserved for youth. And it just kind of mm-hmm. made us like want to re examine like youth and some of these, you know, qualities that are assigned to adulthood like okay cool you know award shows get to become not fun anymore because you're an you're an older person pop culture shouldn't even be for you anymore because you're older that's bs let me tell you this why i know that that tweet i could discount that simply because when you look at award shows they didn't just pop up in the early 2000s we were kids they were around before we were born and honestly the pop culture wasn't at the center of it as much as like the, the OGs and the classical people. I feel like that's who award shows should be for. It should be for the OGs and the best of the best. It should not be for everybody new. And then all the OGs ain't even there. Pandemic aside, they stopped coming because it's becoming more of a popularity contest than anything else. But you look back and like the 
like maybe uh, Oscars from like the 80s or something like that. Yeah, you're going to see Janet Jackson, who might have just started her career, but you're going to also see Diana Ross, who've been in her career for some time. You're going to also see, you know, the fact that those people have stopped coming is a sign that we've we've stopped making this a, a space that's strictly about the talent and the art and made it more about the show. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about the show. It's supposed to be about the talent. That's, that's us though, as a culture, we take everything too far. Like, yeah, we were making it cultural. We we're making it innovative. Like Monique would like Monique when she was doing a, you know, Beyonce dance and stuff, but you're not going to tell me that somebody like Monique can now even get booked to, to run the show. It's got to always be somebody new and young. And it's just like, but what about the people who are like qualified? I know sometimes like Kevin Hart will do it. Anyway, that's just not true about award season. But like let's get back like getting back to adulthood. Like what what are some So, hold on, let me look at our questions here. So, what do you need to be a good adult? Because I think it is important to talk about how some things do shift when you become an adult, like some thoughts need to shift. And sometimes that can be the problem with people that they don't know when to change. So for you, when, what are some things that you need to change in order to be a good adult from youth to grown up? Um, I feel like the, I feel like so many people are, and then I'm going to circle back to the question. I feel like so many people focus on what you should need to give up as an adult. Like for instance, I'm somebody, I freaking love Hello Kitty, Mickey Mouse, Disney and stuff like that. To some people, once you become an adult, you need to give up that kind of stuff. Like that is childish. Like you shouldn't be to me. The most important thing is to be able to process and to, you know, communicate, um, and understand how to decipher, um, um, for me, a big thing is, am I being attacked and not internalizing how other people feel about, you know, not, okay, I'm trying to say this, not internalizing how people feel about themselves. Cause you mm -hmm. know, some people treat you certain ways and you're like, oh, they feel this X, Y, Z about me, but no, really is the way they feel about themselves. So deciphering, like not internalizing that, like, I feel like that is a, and just being level-headed, like to me, like yes. getting in control of like my, you know, explosiveness, like being angry and also like saying things and coming off rude, um, like, you know, like changing my tone um but still getting my you know point across like stuff like that um being able to um articulate which you know obviously like i'm having a hard time with right now but like being able to like articulate um also the difference between um you know when i was a youth when i was younger i felt like if i didn't like somebody and i was still talking to them or being around them i felt like oh that's fake like i don't need to be fake the thing is that's not fake and as an adult you'll realize you're not gonna like everybody but being able to be cordial with somebody i feel like that's a very mature thing to do yeah. like you know no, for sure. I definitely agree. I hate people who still try to keep that. I thought you didn't like this person. It's like, first of all, I don't care about that person. <laughs> that's, that's the difference. These days, yeah. I rarely dislike people as much as I'm just like indifferent towards them, yeah. you know? So it's like, and even being indifferent is not now a right to not, to lose respect. Mm -hmm. You respect just about everybody. That's just, you don't make people work for respect. Like it is just something you do. And then if you, they're not your cup of tea, like you say, you just, you just, you know, keep it cute. You keep it cordial, keep it respectful. But, um, 
I agree. I think the number one thing that you need to change when you transition and you, you find your way as an adult is the ability to process because a lot of people have processing issues, which is why one, they don't treat themselves well. And two, sometimes not other people either. You know, when you, life is going to always be complicated, can, you know, filled with all these different emotions. And when you're a kid and you may not have the tools to process or the brain function to do it like you really there's so many different things that play out like it's just it's a new human as a kid but as you get older you do have to change how you lash out because it's just not cute anymore it's just not cute you look wild and if you even with you having like trauma even with you maybe having a good reason to be mad like you got a lot to be mad about it's simply unacceptable so that brings me to my next part which is being responsible for who you are and and, and making things right for yourself mm -hmm. i think when you're like younger and you're a kid you truly cannot help things you know you're, that that it that's why kids need supervision and it sucks when they are cheated out of supervision or when they're not given what they need to really really learn how to process and learn how to be like a healthy adult like it happens like in some ways it happened to us like we didn't know some things because you know it's like a generational thing you have to you know learn things yourself but mm -hmm. it is your responsibility to get through it as an adult and that's just i mean you can again like i always say you can argue with your mom about it but that's what it is so it's like kind of realizing that when shit goes south for you as an adult you can't really ask you can't wonder like who who gonna solve it it's you you have mm -hmm. to solve it for yourself but that's twofold because you go and you work hard to solve everything yourself i bet oh i'm doing what the fuck i want to do because wasn't nobody here for me or i had to get through that tough thing by myself that was my decision i was the one that was uncomfortable so that when i want to do something that's making me happy i'm not going to talk through it with different people i'm gonna do it because that was just like i got me when it's hard i'm gonna have me when it's good too mm -hmm. like that's just how i feel but I, th I just think that a lot of people have a hard time with that responsibility thing as an adult even when especially when they're done wrong it's just like you you're you i get it but it's your responsibility to fix it now mm -hmm. not, not can't be parents can't be societies can't be anybody else's issue but your own like you have to you know fix it yourself um the next thing we wanted to talk about was um what what do you need to be um or what are some things that people associate with adulthood adulthood but they aren't necessary to being a quote unquote good adult um i feel like people i feel like one of the big things is like owning a home like very it, like if you think of any like big material things that's what people associate with adulthood like oh yeah like marriage um owning a home um just making just having no personality outside of work um your hobbies being going to the bar um complaining about work um did i say work like it's just yeah. like literally that's just the thing like work 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 that's the only thing like i because like for instance i think you said this before um this is like we were just talking amongst ourselves like um again the big thing is like dating now because we're getting back into it but like when people like say like for instance on their profile like um i work here like whatever like a lot of people if you notice like and a lot of people that's like maybe like late 20 i mean like their mid 20s older a lot of their personality is like their work like 
where they work like that's what they like tie their work to and everything like that and even when you know I had a full-time job I never first of all I never wanted people to know where I worked um but I never was like I just felt like that was just something I did for money like I never you know was like okay maybe it'll be different when I you know get the job that I want no I, I think mean, even career. still but even still that's just not, not who you are only exactly because I'm somebody that like I have so many hobbies so many interests like so many things that like I get excited about um and like I'm constantly like getting more interest and I'm just like oh like you know xyz like this is fun or whatever but like so many like even growing up as a child I really felt like that's why um I excuse me, said this before, you know, my social media presence, I was not like how I am on social media now. I was not like that before because I was so focused on a job, Um, which is funny because now, like, for instance, like, look at fucking like Brett Merak. He literally was horrific on social media and literally like a millionaire and like very young. So like, it's just funny because like, I like close this part of myself off like my personality and stuff because I thought that would make me a better adult right no seriously you just start assuming that you have to stop doing enjoyable things exactly like numbing yourself like one of my like yeah exactly like because it's weird for me and like when again back to like the the initial um, posted like brought this up but ever since I was a kid like I never felt like my mom was like a older person like I don't know maybe because like she had me in her like late 20s like I feel like like not trying to like rag on anybody but I feel like my mom had me like the perfect age she was like she was 26 so like not like not very young but like just like I feel like that's like the I feel like that was like a definitely a good age to have a child um but I never felt like, again, like my mom was an old, like for instance, me, I remember when I was like very young and it was, I forgot what store we was in, but we was like downtown. Um, and it was like these Hello Kitty like wallets and we both got them. Like we both had these like Hello Kitty like wallets. And even now I have like these Hello Kitty sandals, like Doc Martens, me and my mom both have them. I have these Minnie Mouse um, vans and me and my mom both have them. Like even like like the gibbets like on the cracks and stuff like me and my mom had stuff like we share like the Minnie Mouse fanny pack that I had when I went to Disney and I took a picture in it like that's my mom's like so <laughs> I'm like so used to being around somebody that is like a like a fun adult like I was raised by somebody that was like a fun adult like even my dad like I remember when I was younger we saw the movie Rise that crumping movie and I remember after seeing the movie like my dad came home and was just like crumping like in a living room like <laughs> just being like very silly and like I just never like my perception of like adulthood like I never felt like I had to give up on the fun that's why I'm literally sitting here like I'm looking around my room I literally have like I have like two sets of Mickey and Minnie Mouse like Halloween like um like these statues I have some on my TV I have them on my dresser that I got this Hello Kitty like um box where I put my jewelry in like I have like all like I like I just have like so much like cute like I guess like people would say like kitty stuff like around my room right now just looking around I always want stuff to be pink I literally have light up headphones on right now so 
my perception of adulthood was always like I never felt like I had to give up fun yeah like I never I never felt like that and like as I get older and like hear how other people like you know their perception of adulthood and stuff like that I'm like oh that's weird like I assumed that like everybody was like that because like even my Iman like you have a fun mom um even though it's funny because like my mom like she listened to like city girls like Megan and Stein like she loves stuff like that and I remember Iman was saying like your mom be like oldies like only but still she likes some songs like she likes some songs but the thing is her fun was a little like different like for example when we were kids so we had like a third floor to our house and my mom would be like all right you know before christmas go to bed this and the other y'all gotta make sure y'all sleep because you know santa definitely not coming if y'all up so I remember being asleep and my mom would be like jumping real crazy <laughs> on the third floor to like make noise and make us think, like, oh, Santa coming. And I'm like, yo, it's a lot of shit up there. Like all the reindeer, like, like the thing is she played along like that and mm-hmm. she laughed so hard thinking about it now. Like I was up there stomping, I was doing all this stuff. And then, <laughs> like, then like if so, the first time I brought Sabria to my house, like they can do this to every new person. Um, we bring them in and I give them like a tour of the house and then we bring them through these, I bring her through this one door and my mom is on the other side and she'll go and jump out and scare you. Like, so again, it's just like, I, I just don't associate with losing the joy in life as you get older. And I just feel sorry for the people who have like felt like what this is why I feel like people are making chaotic decisions. I feel like they're acting out. Like sometimes, you know, you watch a movie, right? Think of the guy who is just like, you know, he's got this perfect wife. He got the perfect house and he's making good money. And then all of a sudden he decides to just like pretty much think Walter from Breaking Bad. You know, they decide to just become a drug lord, you know, and it's because they allow the fun to completely be sucked out of their life to the point where it's like, it's going to show up and you're going to act out at some point, unless you're just boring, you know, unless you were simply a boring person. But I hate that. Like, um, the, the joy is taken out of it. That's another reason why I love Mariah Carey so much. It's just exactly ever youthful, forever happy. Janet Jackson kind of has that same vibe. It's just something forever youthful about them. And I hope that like we can keep that, um, like just going within our side of ourselves. I feel like I'm never, I, I won't allow myself to be miserable. Exactly. That's what thing I'm like, adulthood does not mean be miserable. I don't know why people associate with that. And that's why like, I'm always going up for like, I know, like, you know, I joke about it, like Disney adults, like, cause when people like, again, I know that some Disney adults are annoying. I will not um, argue against that. That's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying. But people like when I see people, cause that's like one of my favorite things, watching people go to the music park and stuff like that. These people are genuinely so happy, so excited about their hobby. And a lot of people that are heavily like, are like, basically I'm going to say like the people that be on their dicks, like be like, um, that's that. What hobbies do y'all have? Mm-hmm. Y'all are miserable. All you do is look online and see what people you can pick at um people bring up something fun you'd be like ah, but this person did this but this person did that like 
you're just uh, you're just nasty you're nasty and you're miserable and like these people like for instance when one of the most fun things that happened to me when i was working at my retail job it was like we were like about to close and there was this couple that came in and i noticed her backpack and it's a backpack that like if you are into disney you know that everybody has and like it's a backpack that has like these enamel pins and like a lot of people collect them um she had this backpack and I started talking to her and her and her husband were the most they were so nice they made my night we were closing but I still wanted to help her because they were just so nice telling me all these all types of things like they were just such great people and you know the nastiest people were the ones in khaki pants <laughs> they were just so adult <laughs> oh, yeah. the nastiest people no hobbies outside of them wanting shapewear, you know? Child, you ever, like, I, I used to hate when I used to be happy at work, and then there would be somebody that was, like, trying to catch me slipping. I'm like, I know this is going to be real hard for you to believe, but some people can be happy and good at their job. Exactly. Like, exactly. That happens to me all the time. I'm like, one thing about me, I really do be paying attention and I am on top of things. I just like to make everything exci as exciting and enjoyable as it possibly can be because I don't like to be miserable. Like, that's just, I don't know what else to say. So it's just like, it's not youth that they, it's not childish. It's just happy. And I think some people really do associate Happy, like happiness with being a child and being serious and sad as being an adult. And I'm just like, I just feel like we all have too much mental health issues as a society to lean into misery. Like, I think we should be leaning into happiness because it is actually very easy to become miserable it's in this so, society. It's so it's easy. Simple. So you should be trying to combat it. And like as much as you can, like stop throwing. I hate when people throw shade at me because I'm happy. I've been feeling like plies. Like, why is you mad? Like, <laughs> exactly. It's why? like I always say, everybody want to be damn Daria. And it's just like, or Squidward tentacles. But you know what? Those people suck. And it's just, it's just like, I'm sorry. Like, this is what else? I, I have nothing else to say. Like, you definitely suck. Nothing else um. to say. But um, <laughs> I actually do have one more thing to say. Like, when I used to work um, in skincare, I would get so mad when I was, like, trying to sell somebody something. Mm -hmm. And they had, like, a non-believer of skincare in the clan. And they would be like, um, oh. When I'm like telling like, so another great benefit of like vitamin C, they're like, huh, yeah, you'll believe anything. I'm oh like, you, God. you need to stop. I because if it were up to not. me, I would dip you in this vitamin C because <laughs> you need it. And this That's crazy. That is so crazy to me because like, I don't know, gullible, whatever, but like, I really be believing it. <laughs> like, I really not, be. Right, I'll be like, as soon as I start hearing like the disgruntledness, I'll be like, and there are clinicals that show the difference in two, three weeks because it's science. It's not a belief. Vitamin C has been around for a while and we have, you know, like it's just, it's not my opinion. It's not a gimmick. I promise I'm not stupid just because I like to have nice skin. It's just, it is what it is. It's science. It's science. Exactly. And like, also again, like me, this is one more thing I want to say. So this happened to me, like when I was in college and I was like trying to make a decision to like a be happier person and like trying, like it's definitely been a journey. Like I've always been like, 
I, I used to just present present myself as like a, you know a bubbly person but like internally or like when I was alone I felt like I was just not like I felt like it was a front but as of now like I feel like I generally feel like lighter now so like I remember when I was first I guess shedding my skin and giving up my miserable behavior I thought to myself that me giving up being neurotic would make me lose my edge would make me less funny would like make me just like you know I guess people wouldn't like me because like, I'm like oh I'm being real or whatever but that's not the truth like some people just hold on to that um neurotic behavior because it makes them feel like grounded and it makes them feel like oh like I'm not I, I'm a realist because I remember I used to say that a lot like oh I'm a realist and the thing is you still can be a realist but not you know be miserable or like feel like you have to give up like you know um fun things um so yeah that was the last thing I wanted to say that's facts I totally agree totally agree in short, award shows are for everyone and they should be good. Exactly. Um, so it's funny. fun. So exactly. Because I used to watch award shows with my, like my cousin, you know, friend of the show, Darrell, knows like he, him and his brother used to come over my house and we used to watch award shows when it would be me, him. Um, I said his brother, like, you know, my cousin either. Two of my cousins, both my cousins and my mom. And like, we would be watching the award shows together. Oh yeah, or at least for me at my house, I'll be watching it. But my mom's like, "Tell me when the, tell me when the Shaka Khan tribute come on." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, like, let me know when Rick James is, is gonna come on. You know, I'm also, not gonna... again, me lying again. I said that was my last thing. But also, like, if the award show wasn't for a uh, you know adults or whatever, why would there be like sex jokes or like heavily like performances with like you know, that's like influence with sex and stuff like that. Like, so you saying like teens supposed to be looking at that? Yeah. I mean, of course they're going to look at it, but I'm like, you now you being weird. Yeah. I don't like it. One tweet, but big impact. And I think a lot of people have said that before. Sorry. I just turned my face away from the mic like an idiot. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, so a lot of people have said that, but no, that's it. Uh, we, we're going to be forever young always youthful always happy as much as possible if not happy trying to get happy and that's just the end of it like why live 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 your life happy if you can youthful don't let adulthood suck it out of you just don't exactly fight um yeah so that's it for this week's show we appreciate you guys for listening and for offering so many ideas let us know how you feel about it um little secret sabria and i actually were at the met gala um and we're gonna drop a picture <laughs> we're gonna drop a picture on social media um because a lot of y'all may not recognize this but we was there so check us out tomorrow um on social when we drop the show and we gonna we're gonna post a picture of what we were wearing um Yep, but that's it. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch, on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. You can email us if you know anyone who likes to advertise, if you want to write us a letter, if you just want to, you know, get some advice about something. Hit us up at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at imamate. You can find me on Twitter at itsmate and Sabria. At itsfrankenthin on Instagram at frankenthin underscore on Twitter. All right, that's it. See you next week. Bye. Peace.